You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. You've had a long day at work, and you can't wait to just get home, take off your shoes, plop yourself down in your favorite chair, and relax. Ah. You walk up to your tranquil residential home and your neatly manicured lawn in your quiet suburban neighborhood, put the key in the lock, open the door, and... Yes, the pets have gone wild! What were you thinking? Welcome to the show about everything you always wanted to know about exotic pets. Where to get them, what to feed them, and how to care for them. You'll even find out why some people live with a monkey. Now, here's your host, exotic pet expert and author, Bob Tart. Hey, Bob, what were you thinking? So, uh, here we are at, um, is it uh, Diana's Restaurant, Bill? Yes. And, uh... Oh, you're already transfixed by some vision? No, no, I was just uh, looking at the beautiful clock made out of a giant slice of, of, of Toast? timber. Oh. Because <laughs> I was going to say, I saw someone with something that looked like that on their plate. I was kind of tempted to get it. I, I ordered it. I ordered it too. Yeah, I mean, put a little syrup on that. Oh. So, um, so what are we doing here? Well... This is part two of our fabulous feather-brained McGee Marsh show, mm. and uh, it is. Have we done any yet? Any what? Uh, stuff on this yet? No, I don't think so. But um, I noticed to my chagrin. Oh, good coffee! This is good coffee here. Yeah, at, yeah here at lovely Diana's restaurant, Port Clinton, in Michigan, Port, Ohio. <laughs> Here in lovely Diana's restaurant, Port Clinton, Ohio, home of the Bark on the Wall burger, <laughs> um, that there were more birds in the parking lot of the Sleep In Motel this morning than there were in all of McKee Marsh yesterday. Yes, indeed. And I, so we're not going to do any more birding today. Well, we are, but we're going to do all our birding at the Sleep In. I, well, that, that's what I meant. Yeah. I was going to stay in the car and hopefully... The uh, moisture from the beginning of the day that settled on the car will dissipate so we can see outside. That's a very good idea. And now, um, I I don't know if you have um, had a chance this morning to um, drink in the full awesome spectacle of my person, but I'm wearing a um, uh, different pair of pants than I had on yesterday because it turns out, in a different pair of jeans, that somehow... <laughs> Somehow, by accident, I, uh, I left my pants on the boardwalk of McGee Marsh. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So that explains why there weren't any people there. Maybe they'll be hung over the, the railing of the boardwalk by a kind birder. Don't say hangover this morning. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they will, and maybe an oven bird will have made a nest in the pocket. Uh-huh. Well, that would be wonderful. That would be wonderful. That would be wonderful. Yeah. So we're going back to, uh, all joking aside, well, all good nature joking aside, uh, as we sit here in Diana's restaurant sipping the... This is good coffee. It's really it's good, coffee. good coffee. I haven't tried the water yet. Uh, well, the coffee's made with water. Oh. So I think it's, it's wow. mighty good. You know, this Boy. water comes right from Put-In Bay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. They don't even have to filter it or anything. They just um, siphon it. Okay. Really? Yep. yep. They siphon it. They have a siphon that goes right to the coffee pot uh-huh. from Put-In Bay. 
Yeah, that's amazing. No wonder it's so good. Yeah, it is good. So we're going to go to McGee Marsh, and um, one of the reasons that there were so few birds was that um, I don't think if we've explained the uh, logistics of bird migration, but um, we can't because um, what happens is that the birds, of course, but some of these birds are just down in Florida, but um, others are uh, perhaps in um, the islands of the Caribbean or maybe even uh, the Bahamas. Or perhaps some of these birds are in Mexico or in South America. I know dick sissels are all the way in South America, but those aren't warblers, and we won't be seeing them because that's more of a um, grassland bird. Am I correct? Absolutely. So anyway, these birds are coming a north. Sissel. Yes. Mm. Birds are coming to north, and they like to hitchhike. They like to hitchhike on, but not... That explains the dick sissel on my car. Yes, that explains that. But most of them hitchhike on the weather fronts. Oh. And so we get these warm weather fronts coming up, rolling across the plains. And uh, we just haven't had any of those this year. We've had nothing but cold fronts going in the wrong direction. So apparently there was a bit of a warm front over the weekend that brought some birds up here. And no other warm front. And so since then, birds have been grumbling, and a few of them just took off because they couldn't stand it anymore. Where'd they go? They went north anyway across Lake Erie, stopping at Putten Bay for some family fun. (laughs) But um, my neck is a little sore today, and you haven't even um, almost snapped my head off yet by veering to avoid a veery. (laughs) I'm jealous. I'm I'm bitter because you saw a veery yesterday. Well, it wasn't my fault. Seeing the veery? Yeah. No. I saw a bird on the, a log I thought was the woodcock. Mm-hmm. The woman next to me said it was a veery. Now, when you saw that log, did you get a little hungry for breakfast at Diana's? <laughs> I, I, I had to check my watch. Yeah. So, oh. so that's really the scientific explanation for the birds at uh, McGee Marsh, or Maggie Marsh, as some folks like to call it. I just thought the place had been birded out. Yes. Thank you very much. Oh, that looks good. Oh, this looks good. Yes, and that was fast service. Yeah. I'm yeah, we're gonna, I'm digging these home fries. I, I look at them all. Mm. Estuary trail today. Ah. What do you think? It's a beautiful day. The forecast, weather-wise, has been wrong every minute that we've been here. Mm-hmm, because it looks a little bit um, sunny. Yeah, as soon as I'm... It says it's foggy right now, but it's not in reality. Well, did you trust your lion eyes, uh, Mr. Eagle? Oh boy! Oh boy! These are first-class eggs. They're certain. They're definitely I like great the egg. fry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. That was an eagle's joke. Oh, that's. that's Isn't excellent. that good? Did he meet his reward? Oh yes, he did. Okay. Who was that? Who was in trouble? Someone from one of those groups for. Um, Meisner? Or didn't he just? I think didn't he just beat up his wife? Oh, I don't know any Meisner. Randy Meisner? Who is he now? I thought he was in the Eagles. Oh, okay. He could. It be. could be another person. He could. He could be. So I see. I have these neck problems because in uh, 1975, my uh, girlfriend at the time. Hope you're not listening, Linda. My girlfriend at ooh, the time ooh. was tailgating, and we had a car accident. And, uh, you know, that's caught up with me finally, the car accident. And uh, so I got a, a neck problem. And I've been trying to, 
I love Facebook because you can reconnect with old friends. And I've been trying to reconnect with Cindy just to shout her out a big howdy and see if I can shake her down for some cash. Well, <clears throat> how's your food? It's not bad. It is pretty good. It's better than eating at the sleep in breakfast nook. Yes, and um, I might take a slice of Canadian bacon with us just in case that, um, you know, I know you're a safe driver and everything, but no, right. if you see another Viri and we have a blowout, then we got an instant tire patch. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So maybe we should save the rest of this and enjoy our breakfast for um, when we uh, get to... Um, McGee Marsh and do a little more intro? Well, from what I understand, it's impolite to do a podcast with your mouth full. Hmm. Oh, um, I seem to remember the light. Oh, okay. So we'll be back. Um, well, wow. What were you thinking? We'll be right back after Bob gets the ducks out of his living room. Don't go away. You know that feeling when you go to clean the litter box and it's a complete disaster? Yeah, we've got you covered. Introducing World's Best Cat Litter Zero Mess, the advanced litter that gives you two times better clumping and more odor control with less litter. Zero Mess combines the concentrated power of corn with superabsorbent plant fibers. Translation, scoop once and you're done. Find it at a pet store near you and save $2. Visit www.saveonworldsbest.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com Okay, ducks are in the pond, rabbits in his hutch, and monkeys... Ow! In my car! Oh, okay, well, I go check my insurance policy. We'll turn you back over to Bob. Well, Bill, here we are at uh, McGee Marsh oh, after all. man. And you were saying something about uh, what a workout this is. Man, I am just in sore, my my neck is sore, my shoulder is sore. Oh, I know it. And I've been looking up. I mean, I I am exhausted. You know, I and I think I need like a heating pad or maybe an ice pack or both. You know, I like your idea about a special aerobics class where instead of, uh, you know, you come here this time of year and instead of doing like uh, 15 squat thrusts, you have to do 15 yellow rump warblers. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. Yeah. They hop all over the place all the time. Mm-hmm. Yep, and for uh, neck mobility, you could do one dozen Cape May warblers up high in the tree. Seriously, do you do do that? Do you do a dozen? I have never seen a dozen, so no, I don't. So here, okay, so we're going to head for the estuary trail. Lots of birds. Does it feel like it's about to rain, though? I don't think so. There's a lot of moisture in the air, however. There's a lot of moisture in the air. Um, One thing I wanted to point out was the... Part of the issue with the conditioning and birding is the intensity of the birding today on the boardwalk. There's there's probably a, a hundred times more people there today. Yes. And a hundred times more birds. And to try to try to track them all, you know, it's almost impossible. Yes, it absolutely. And I have to say it's a little bit stressful. Very stressful. And I'm I'm a little I, I can feel my anxiety level increasing as I compete with the other birders to try to jockey for position yes. along the boardwalk. And I've had to do a little elbowing. I've had to do a little kicking. And that may have been affecting my musculature as well. Did I see you do a suplex on somebody? <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. In and, honor uh, of uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper? Yeah, and, and a pile driver. Yeah. 
Yeah. That that that, that you one, went right. You went right over the boardwalk when you did the pile driver. I know it. That one kid was just annoying me. Where did you find the uh, folding chair that you threw at somebody? That was a that was a good stuff. I mean, that frankly, was a rowdy rowdy stunt. Frankly, I I had it stuffed inside my jacket. Oh, okay. I wondered. I didn't want to say anything, but I wondered what that odd shape was. Well, I had a feeling it was going to be a little bit intense today, a little yes. bit competitive. Yes. And I came prepared. Oh, here comes a car. All right. There okay. they go. Okay. Now, here's something I would like to point out. Yes. Yesterday, when I was reading the, we won't mention any names, but when I was reading the official report of what birds to expect, the official report said that there would be no fallout of new birds until this weekend. And who's responsible for that report? That's exactly right. And so today we come here, and this is totally different than yesterday, isn't it? Completely. It's like a different place. Yeah, it's, I mean... It's, it's calm, relatively. The temperature isn't that much warmer, but without that bitterly cold put-in-bay wind... Yes. It feels like a different world. Yes, it's sort of like... I think the put-in-bay wind turned into the put-out-bay wind. Oh. Went the other way. It's a little breezy. Well, you know, we're around the lake. I can, I can see the Lake Erie from here. I can, too. I wondered what that was. I'm glad you told me. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, uh, I thought maybe it was Crane Creek, and it was a much wider creek than I had anticipated. Well, the water is high this year. I think I pointed that out yesterday. You did point that out. Now, before we um, take a walk to the estrogen trail, let's mention some of the amazing birds we've seen today. Good idea. Foremost among them, especially for you, is something you've never seen before. Have you seen them before? Never, of course not. Well, you had a recording of one from when you were at Cape May a couple years ago. Well, yes, but that doesn't count because I didn't know what it was. Oh, okay. But it was um, prairie warblers, and we saw at least two and possibly three. Yes, I even saw one. And possibly three. Well, it's possible. But uh, I look up there, and I see things, and I say, what the heck is that? Well, I do, too. Mm-hmm. And we saw the Prothon, of course, again today, but black-throated blues yes. and uh, palm warbler. Yes, of course, the magnolia. The magnolia, several magnolias. Several. Uh-huh. Uh, the white-crowned sparrow. Yes, and our friend, the butterbutt. <laughs> oh, we laughed when we heard that. We laughed when we heard that nickname. Oh, it's a little David. naughty. Yeah, it is a little naughty. So, um... And uh, Northern Parula. And we're Is it here a Parula or a Parula? Well, I, I, got, uh, on the boardwalk. I got corrected by someone when I said Northern Parula, but I refuse to say Parula. <laughs> I frankly, you know, not to be argumentative or to start anything, but I say Parula. Okay, there you go, potato, potato. Mm. So uh, maybe we'll head for the um, estrogen trail and see what's gone, because really... I just kind of had it with all the... Um, you can hear the traffic right now. It's a traffic jam. There's probably 150 cars that's because of where we're standing, so maybe we'd better move. But, Birder uh, rage is very common yeah, here. But they, the they don't understand lot. that this is an important podcast and that, you know, it, if they have to wait, they have to wait. Come on, you people. Yeah, come on, us hey, hey, slack. hey, hey, hey. Hey, we're standing here, okay? Hey, this is our spot. Hey. All right, so... Uh, oh, Okay. So let's head for the, maybe we'll see some uh, thrushes on the estuary trail. Uh-huh. And if that doesn't work, we'll go on the estrogen trail. I heard there were dancing sandhill cranes. Really? Yes. Okay. And here I thought this was going to be a, a house wren only day. <laughs> <laughs> boy, were you wrong. Oh, boy, was I wrong. Okay, so we're going to go. And I'm not really keeping track of the time. Um, it looks like that was only about five minutes. It's hard to keep track of time in this sort of uh, uh-huh. environment where, where nature is in control, what despite a- all the autos. Yes. 
I think we did like uh, about eight minutes or so when we were at the restaurant. So I'm just trying to keep track of time so that we... Uh, I'm not claiming we're filling at all just because we're walking and talking. Oh, maybe you can hear Lake Erie. I'm glad I wear my rubber raincoat because not only is it a little cold today, but I didn't want to say anything. I didn't want to cause a panic. But on the boardwalk, I caught a glimpse of Catwoman. You did? I did. <laughs> oh, boy. I didn't see Catwoman. Yeah, so I'm ready for battle. All right. Well, uh, I'm glad I brought my folding chair. I wonder if the uh, folks here can hear the pounding surf. Oh, it's wild out there. Yes. If I were a little younger, I'd ride the wild surf. Ah. Oh, listen. Let's have just a little... An interlude. Everyone just center yourself. <sighs> Center yourself and just meditate a little. All of your cares go washing away. Deep. The sea on the tide has no way of turning. It can only pull you under. <laughs> All right. What kind of a uh, boy is that? Is that an eagle? I don't know. They look great, but it's very soft looking. Yeah. So when you see a red-eyed vireo, you'll you'll know that there's yeah, this huge... He popped up, peeking right. up. Yep. Oh, yeah. Now yep. what is that called again? That's the warbling vireo. I haven't seen any red-eyed vireos yet. Uh, I did one on the boardwalk a little while ago. Did you? Yeah, I just haven't seen them this year. Yeah, I haven't seen one this year. Okay, I'm still with you. I'm looking for the water thrush. Water thrush. Yeah. So he heard it too, so I'm not insane. No. Well, no, that, that's not the determinant, no. really. He's the sound guy for the war guy. Oh, which guy is he? Tom Stevenson. Oh, and, and which guy is he? Oh. Okay. Yeah, so that's why I asked him. Oh, very good. Not that very I, good. Oh, not no, that no. I just, but I'm going. Here's, I know I am crazy. Here's the expert on living the <laughs> sound. Yeah, I heard him. Uh, that's a warbling vireo. There's a northern wild turkey thing. Yeah, yeah. Black yeah, pole. there it is, black pole. Sounds yeah. over here to me. Uh, yeah. It can be hard to locate, but uh, that's not a that's a warbling vireo. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, Up there. Uh, wait, you know what? Right behind the warbling vireo, I think is the black pole. Well, here we are at the uh, Estrogen Trail. Aptly named, as Bill will explain in a moment, but. We just passed a couple of guys, and I said, is there uh, anything worth uh, walking to the end of the trail for? And they said, well, if you're just interested in birds, yeah, there's a lot of birds. And they weren't being sarcastic. They no. were. Uh, they had mega, mega lenses and mega, mega cameras. And uh, they didn't realize that we were uh, mega, mega wimps and didn't really want to walk another mile. No, but they, I, they disdained us is what it came down to. Yes. I don't think it because our cameras were as large as his. No. No, but I do think he had bad teeth. Definitely. Definitely. So, um... Beaver teeth. Yes, yes. And that may explain why some of the um, stumps that we saw down here have been gnawed. Oh, yes, yes, right. <laughs> let's, let's walk uh, back here a little bit. Okay. Oh, just heard a whirling beer. Now, let's, um... So, we saw some good birds on the estrogen trail... Someone pointed out a Canada warbler to us, and we had not seen one of those before, and I got a good look. I did, too. It's a very nice bird. <laughs> so A. Very. Mm, yeah. Nice bird. And, um... No. E-H. A Canada warbler, A. 
Oh, take off. <laughs> take off, poser. Okay, so um, oh, I see why the reason why we were walking is suddenly um, coming back to haunt us. So we're just gonna take a short break. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna look at something on the ground. Could do at some the live birding. I could do some play-by-play. Bob has binoculars up to his up to his face, and he's looking into the dense thickets. Now, what is he looking at? He's being very quiet because he doesn't want to disturb the bird. And there, oh, I see it bouncing around. I see it bouncing around. It's going up. It's going down. It's going to the left. It's going to the right. Huh, it's probably a catbird. Anyway, do you want to tell a little story about the northern water thrush? So we just stopped because Bob heard what he called choo-choo-choo. That was the end of the call. Which he said, he claimed, was a northern water thrush. A woman appeared out of nowhere to question him. She pointed out another bird, which was a Swainson's thrush. A Swainson's thrush. We saw the Swainson's thrush. And and she assumed that you were mistaken in your identification. When I clearly said I had heard, not seen. Exactly. And she in, she did not believe you. I and don't it, look like an authority, do I? No. I, I mean, you didn't write the book. Let's put it that way. And we'll get to that. I did write a book, but not that one. <laughs> Featherbrained from the University of Michigan Press. In avail- bookstores now. Available anywhere and everywhere. And packed with photos, including a photo of book character Bill Holm. I, yes, yes. And... You know, if you if you want to see what I look like, buy the book. So I told her, well... Featherbrained. Featherbrained. I told the woman who uh, did not believe that I saw the water thrush, or heard the water thrush, she said, well, they usually like moving water. Right, right. And I said, well, I heard it three times. Mm-hmm. That wasn't enough for her. No. She kept insisting it was something else. And, it was, and she was, I mean, just the typical sort of arrogant, disbelieving, un, sort of sour birder that thinks they know everything and no one else doesn't know anything. And so a little group of people came by, and she asked the gentleman there, mentioned water thrush, and he said, oh, yes, he had heard it too. Uh-huh. And that sort of shut her up. But what the tail end of the story is that I said to her, see, I'm not crazy. And she kind of laughed, and she touched me. She did. That was frightening. And she said, well, you know who that is, don't you? And I said, no. She said, well, he wrote the book on warblers. And I said, "Is the warbler guy?" Yes. I said, uh, "I don't. I don't remember." I said, Stevenson. So she had to wait for Stevenson to tell her. That's right. That's that it was a right. northern water thrush. It That's wasn't right. good enough that the author of Featherbrained from University of Michigan Press, available in bookstores everywhere, packed with photos. I'm here in Northern Parallel. Are we in peril? We are. And uh, so, but anyway, any other stories to wrap up? Because we still have several minutes to fill. Boy, that's going to be tough. We, and we did it last year. We we stood on the estrogen trail, and we um, finished up. But there's still a lot of birding to do, so I think what we're going to do, we'll bird a little while on our way back. And maybe when we get to the car, maybe by then we'll have some uh, closing thoughts. And I think, so we'll I think we, if we reflect, at, we pause, we reflect, and then we refine what we're going to say a bit. We what? <laughs> okay, we'll be back in a little while. <laughs> What Were You Thinking? We'll be right back after Bob gets the ducks out of his living room. Don't go away. Konica, the German shepherd that I rescued, was stinky, skinny, and scrawny, full of skin rashes and scratching. And I started feeding Konica Dynavite, and he became such a happier, itch-free, 
stink-free dog that I dug deeper into the website. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. What if in addition to Dynavite, we do the raw beef and the egg diet and see what happens? Forget all these 50-pound bags, the formulated, extruded, processed cereal bits that cost a ton of money anyways. This dog's as close to a wolf as you can get. They're carnivores. With just the raw meat and the eggs and the Dynavite and Super Omega on top of it, it just balances out his body and his mind and his spirit. It's it's unbelievable. Hey, if you're thinking about rescuing a dog, you got to start them out on Dynavite. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. 859-428-1000. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Hi, I'm Dana Humphrey, the founder of Whitegate PR. We have been specializing in PR and marketing in the pet industry for over 10 years. If you have a pet product or service you would like to promote, give us a call. We can help create awareness for your brand on TV, radio, magazines, newspapers, and blogs. Feel free to reach me directly at 619-414-9307 or learn more on our website at whitegatepr.com or follow us on Facebook. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, ducks are in the pond, rabbits in his hutch, and monkeys. Oh, in my car! Oh, okay, all right. Go check my insurance policy. We'll turn you back over to Bob. Hi, Bill. Hi, Bob. Here we are doing our wrap-up, and I'd like to explain. Let's put a bow on it. Uh-huh, and put it under the Christmas tree. <laughs> yeah. I hope you, I, hope you left cookies out for Santa. I did. Windmill it, cookies and jelly beans. And jelly beans. It's a special gift to our listeners. Yep, just like all the love. I hope all the love that's in my heart has come through this podcast. <laughs> I think it has. Uh, I think so, too. So... You might have been wondering while you were listening to the podcast what those several minutes of audio verite were with little bits of uh, conversation with birders and I'm sure you heard me in there and some birds in the background including at one point a northern water thrush and that's the key to what that audio is doing there. Isn't that right, Bill? It's vindication. That's right. Audio vindication. And I just happen to be recording when the woman that Bill was talking about who doubted, who doubted the oral evidence... She scoffed. And I don't know how she missed hearing it, because it was singing while she was right there, of the northern water thrush. I know. She's a big phony. Well, and let's contrast her to... uh, Now, it was pretty chilly uh, this morning, but when we were at the restaurant, I think that's why the birds came through, because there was a warm front that came through the restaurant. And, there certainly was. And when we left, as we were paying our bill, our waitress, very nice person, asked us... Are you birders? And our reaction to that was horror. I said, is it that obvious? I said, do we really look like dullards? And in fact, she was very nice about it, and she said... Why, yes, she carries binoculars in the car. And then she told us all about an eagle that she's been observing... That has a couple little eaglets. Yes, and she said she stops every day to look. She even leaves work a little early, so she'd be sure to see them. I was sort of aghast at that, because she seems like she seemed like such a very normal kind of she person. Was, she was good-natured. She seemed happy. She seemed healthy. Very healthy. 
and it was I just thought it was very interesting, although I'm a little disconcerted that we were identified as birders, but she said, well, you aren't the regu- aren't some of the regulars. Right, right. But I think it was more than that. Yeah, yeah. We I, just, we, we, it, yeah. it might have already started affecting us. And another reason I bring that up is because um, one reason we saw so many birds, including the prairie warbler, was that a child shall lead them. Uh-huh. Yes. She was, how old would you say she was? Well, it wasn't just her. It was about about three. Well, there were three, but she was in particular mm-hmm. extraordinary, I thought. Well, they all were, but she was, but she was so young. Yeah. What, what would you say? Like Nine? Ten? And how about the others? Eleven? Twelve? Thirteen? Fourteen? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they were, they were kidlets. But yes, I mean, she would hear something and go... There's the prothod, and she'd stand up on the bench, and she'd look, there it is. And, uh, you know, before anybody else, the kid saw the prairie, the other kid saw the prairie warbler. Yeah, he pointed it out. He heard it and pointed it out right away. Right. And they they knew everything. Yeah, they knew all these birds. And somebody asked the one kid, you know, they couldn't believe, they said, oh, we we want you to come with us and, you know, so that we can find all the birds. And they said, how long have you been birding? And he said, oh, well, I've been doing this since last August. Yeah. And that's amazing because um, I've been doing this 20-some years, and I have no idea what I'm doing. Well, I, 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 the only bird I can identify sometimes is a cardinal. Right. And, uh, and a crow? Yes, I, I, I can identify a crow. Mm-hmm. So... Caw! Caw! And In I, Florida, they go, uh-oh. Oh. Uh-oh. The, was the fish crows? Yes. Well, speaking of crows and fish crows, I hope that we have given you something to crow about in this <laughs> podcast. Because it's, hey. we're bringing it to a close now. If you like what you heard today, spread the word that this is a fine podcast to listen to. And there's even more entertainment to be had if you read Bob Tart's brand new book, Featherbrained. You'll find lots of information at Bob Tart. published by University of Michigan Press, with several appearances by book character Bill Holm in the book. I'm hoping my brother can lend me a copy so maybe I can read it sometime. Yeah, I just don't have, I don't even have a copy to lend you, unfortunately, or or I'd let you read it. No, no, it's okay. I'll I'll deal with it on my own. Okay. You know, we'll see. And I'm hoping the listeners buy out the complete inventory from University of Michigan Press. And they, after hearing this podcast, how could they hold themselves back from buying multiple copies? This is going to launch the University of Michigan Press into a whole new dimension. No more Etruscan pottery pattern books. No, and in fact, I have heard that we are uh, only in second place in sales behind Doric Columns and You, A Modern Perspective. So, you know, that's pretty darn good. So sell a couple more copies, uh, you know, we might be up there. <laughs> Maybe so. So thanks to everybody for listening. It's only, uh, how much does it cost? It's only like 20-some bucks, isn't it? Well, yeah, if you get it online, it's even oh, cheaper. Oh, well, that's for sure. And there will be a Kindle version coming out soon and other ebook versions with color Color photos. I'll look at the photos anyway. All right. So thank you, everyone, for listening to this fine two-part podcast. Thanks to our esteemed producer, Doug the Subway Fugitive Berman. Wait wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's all right. And uh, so that's it for What Were You Thinking? Look for me on Facebook. And Bill, do you want people to friend you on Facebook? No. Bye-bye. Thinking about buying a monkey? How about a ferret or a skunk? 
then check out the show that will answer the burning questions, where do you get them? What do you feed them? How do you take care of them? And most of all, what were you thinking? With exotic pet expert and author Bob Tart, every week on demand from PetLifeRadio.com.